You're listening to the Stephen McGarvey Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's your first cruise? Never my third. And you? Numero uno. Positively adorable. And we just decided that in those countries that we've been to, all of the things that we discuss psychologically hold true. And the biggest variance in the context of people's behavior really lies within their stories that they've been brought up with, their beliefs, and particularly their values and their cultural values. And aside from that, the psychology of us as human beings is very standard around the world, the countries that we've been to. Here is your host, Stephen McGarvey. Welcome back to the Steve McGarvey Podcast. I'm sitting with Natalie, my business partner and wife, across the desk from me. Hello. And we thought we'd take a step back, and for those that don't know us, give you a little bit of an introduction as to who we are as a husband and wife team, um, what we're doing on this five-month research project, and just give you a a little sense of our background. So who are we? Uh, So my name's Stephen McGarvey, and... I'm Natalie Sarlo McGarvey. And how long have we been married, Natalie? Well, <laughs> it will be this summer, uh, in, in just about a few months from now, um, 29 years. But I, um, I, I always like to say I was 12 years old when I got married, although I met a woman the other day who said she was in the womb when she got married. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, enough joking about your age. Everybody tends to think you look younger than you are, even <laughs> on here. Um, I have to say, this is an interesting project for us because we've been working together now 20 years, roughly 20 years, mm-hmm, as a yes. husband and wife team. And tell folks a little bit about your background and how we ended up working together full time. So my background, I studied um, clinical developmental psychology, and before I came on board with Solutions in Mind full-time, I had a number of different roles in the psychology world. I worked as a um, school uh, psychologist, uh, working with a school psychology group um, in going into various classrooms, um, assessing kids who had were having difficulties, whether it be, be behavioral or academic or intellectual difficulties, doing psychoeducational testing. I also worked with developmentally disabled kids and delayed kids for a number of years um, in various um, mental health centers around um, Toronto. So really enjoyed that. And then I joined Solutions in Mind full-time right around um, 2001. And my background's a little different than yours, Natalie. You excelled at school and graduated in the 98th percentile or whatever it was. I failed grade two. They told me I was learning disabled. And shortly thereafter, I told them they were teaching disabled. And I knew how to learn, just not the way they were teaching me. And I, I, knew, I knew certain things, so I didn't buy into the belief that I had a learning disability. I believed that I just learned differently and needed to develop some different strategies for learning. It also made me very fascinated at a young age as to how people learn differently. How do they absorb information? How does it get coded in their nervous system? And that led me to do a university degree in a completely unrelated subject. I have a a degree in interior design, a four-year BA. And during that process, I I applied as a mature student, got accepted into university. And during that process, I discovered this whole field of neurolinguistics, of hypnosis, of the conscious, the unconscious mind, and really looking at applied psychology and I just became fascinated by it and from someone who had dyslexia and had trouble reading uh, and still don't do well reading out loud unless it's something I've been through a few times 
my spelling is the worst in the world. I spell everything phonetically. You can't even spell phonetics phonetically. Um, Natalie says computer spell check uh, isn't even good enough to help me with some of my there, there, and theirs. Uh, anyway, uh, I became fascinated with this whole area. And I started, uh, once I got my qualifications, I started doing private practice. And I've got over 20 years of experience doing private practice coaching and, uh, and dealt with everybody from the youngest, I, I think, that I've dealt with was a four-year-old who got kicked out of Montessori school for behavioral challenges all the way through to an 80 year old who saw me on television doing a, a television um, show a, a phobia and she said she really wanted to learn how to run her brain that she realized her whole life she felt that, that things just happened and that things she just felt certain ways and, and didn't realize that she could actually learn to control more of her cognitive processes and understand at a deeper level her beliefs her values and how all that shaped so I retired last year actually beginning Yes, uh, last year from private practice. And we're just being pulled in too many directions with the book being published and uh, a number of other things, speaking engagements. Um, we've had the privilege of traveling all over the world as a couple uh, and doing speaking engagements, keynote presentations, uh, trainings and seminars in various countries around the world. And so we're thrilled to be able to uh, work together to share our learnings as we do this research project. And um, yeah, that's it. So uh, who's Solutions in Mind? Well, Solutions in Mind is a boutique consulting firm that that specializes in persuasion and influence in the psychology of persuasion and influence and we've up until now flown under the radar uh, to avoid any copycats and now we've got our first book coming out in the next few months called shift and those of you who are following us on social media will be getting regular updates on that we're almost there we've even got an illustrator just completing some illustrations for that final round of edits and pulling everything together and that's a really exciting project uh, that we've been working on for quite a while and, and people have been uh, highly anticipating the release of this book and, and it's called shift because it's really how do we engage and guide people individuals how do we understand how our brain works in creating change and how do we shift people from a current state to a desired state yes yeah. And one of the taglines or the tagline that we've chosen for the book is engaging minds, guiding emotions and driving behavior, because we believe that our cognitive processes, our beliefs, our values, our stories, etc., drive our emotions and our states, which ultimately influence our behavior. And the interesting thing is that as we have done trainings throughout Canada, the United States, Europe, um, we often get the question does all of this information that you present to us hold true across the world? Is it something that's limited to Canada, U.S.? Is it something that's limited to the Western world? Um, you know, is does this hold true worldwide? Uh, and so... So we embarked <laughs> on this five-month research project, and let's tell you a little bit about that. We decided we've done enough long flights. I mean, we've spoken at conferences in Fiji and, and Australia and various parts, as you said, of Asia and Europe. Mm -hmm. And we just decided that in those countries that we've been to, all of the things that we discuss psychologically hold true. And the biggest variance in the context of people's behavior really lies within their stories that they've been brought up with, their beliefs, and particularly their values and their cultural values. Yes. And aside from that, the psychology of us as human beings is very standard around the world, the countries that we've been to. So we decided to do a little bit more in-depth in, in as to does this really hold true in various uh, third world countries as well and in different spots around the world that we haven't been to. So we decided we were going to take a research project some five months time off and do a world cruise. 
We left uh, Miami uh, roughly four weeks ago. We we're on the Seabourn, just to give you an idea of the the, book, the ship that we're on. It's called the Seabourn Sojourn, and the Sojourn was built in 2010. It's registered in Bahamas, uh, and it, it, the, the statistics are there's 450 maximum passengers. Yes. Uh, there's 100 of us doing the entire world cruise. And I've been really pleasantly surprised to, to see how many people that are doing the whole world cruise are actually doing business on the ship. Lots of them. And that surprised me. In fact, it's interesting because they literally use it as their floating office. Mm -hmm. uh, we have one podcast coming up with a lawyer who's 79 years old, still working roughly 25% of the time. And our podcast with him will be on the power of story to bring facts to life within the context of law. And uh, he's really looking forward to that podcast with us. We've also got clearance uh, from Seabourn and, and big call out to Seabourn, one of our favorite, in fact, our now favorite cruise <laughs> line, uh, small ships, uh, really high-end experiences, uh, excellent, excellent environments. Uh, just what, what do you have to say about your experience on board? Well, I love a lot of things about Seabourn, um, primarily the fact that it, they are smaller lines, so fewer people on, on the ships. Very posh, lovely ships, and really uh, a place where you can... Uh, you know, I don't know that if every cruise ship would be someplace you could work like you work at home, um, but they really set it up to ha have your home lifestyle at sea. Uh, now, having said that, I, I almost have no hair left from uh, waiting for this Internet. I mean, things that take me five minutes at home are taking me an hour sometimes here. I mean, we've crossed the Atlantic Ocean five days at sea with no sight of land. So you have to accept that your Internet might not be as speedy as at home. And having said that, people are really working. In fact, one of the things that really struck me early on in the cruise was that there's a cafe. It's it's called the Seaborn Square, and um, it, it's it rivals Starbucks. Everything you can get at Starbucks, you can get here. And when you go there in the morning, it's exactly like when I go to my local Starbucks at home. Some people are working, are sitting on their own, drinking their their coffees and working on their laptops, uh, you know, with file folders and papers all around them. Other people are in small groups having little um, meetings or little discussions. I mean, there's a lot happening in the world right now. Uh, you know, there's an impeachment trial going on in the U.S. There's a, a new coronavirus threatening the world. So people are you know, keeping up and really working here. And it, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see, I guess, the fact that it's a five-month cruise means that people, rather than being on a two-week vacation where they shut down and take off, people are working. And it's really cool. So it gives us an opportunity not only to research people within essentially what you could call a company or, or a number, like 450 passengers in an environment at sea being managed by the captain and the hotel manager and the staff. It's like a microcosm like of real life a of a city. Exactly. You've got some people that are here and that are retired yeah. and just basically relaxing and enjoying mm -hmm. life at yeah. sea. And you've got a, a great deal of people that are here and it's an alternative lifestyle and they own perhaps a business at land. And, and we've talked to numerous of those. We're thrilled that Seabourn has given us clearance to do podcasts mm. with the captain, the hotel manager, the cruise director, and numerous other people. So we'll bring you their insights, beliefs, values um, as to why they chose this lifestyle, etc. A little bit more on, on the cruise because the, the, this cruise line, we've been on it before, uh, just strictly mm -hmm. vacation. This time it's work. And we thought it's a really good environment 
to look at teams, team dynamics, how they work, how they manage passengers, etc., and how does all that play out? And how does the whole psychology of people that, that, you know, have high demands, and how do you manage that in an environment like this? Oh, I've observed a lot of customer service um, examples of, you know, good and maybe not so good, but generally quite good customer service interactions on board. Uh, excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we did witness one that surprised us a bit, but then it went both directions. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, escalated a little, but it, it managed very, very well in the long run. Yes. So it's a, a good environment to observe some of those things and to validate some of the things, that, for example, we've been teaching for years. Uh, just to give you a sense of, of the ratio of passengers to crew, their passengers, we said roughly 450, I believe 458 is the exact number. Uh, I double check with that when we do the podcast with some of the the crew and there's 350 crew on board so that's a really really interesting ratio Mm -hmm. of customer service and and dynamics between staff and and guests and those that are working so we wanted to do two things we wanted to find out about this environment and research and interview some of those people that run this we also wanted to look at various countries around the world so to give people an idea we are on here for five months we are going to five continents 36 countries, 62 ports, and numerous overnight stays and extended stays, etc. And we'll be sharing with you our learnings as we go, as we interview people. Um, we'll be asking questions. Some of the things that we teach people in our seminars and, and in our interactions as consultants, we'll be validating that in various parts of the world that we've never even been to or thought of going to outside of the scope of this research project. And I think, you know, Stephen, that our listeners are going to find this really interesting because we are just tomorrow finishing our final port of call in West Africa. And West Africa certainly is an area of the world and an area of Africa that I would think it's safe to say that fewer people have gone to, that tourism has not been as big a, big as it has been in South or even Eastern Africa. Um, and we, um, you know, kind of coming on the cruise ship, we even had the co- conversation amongst ourselves on the plane that, you know, we not many things surprise us anymore. Certainly not many landscapes surprise us anymore. It's, you know, it's just combinations of the same thing. But um, both of us had quite shocking reactions to what we saw in um, West Africa. So that will be coming up in some of our podcasts as we as we move through. Absolutely. In, in <laughs> fact, I was pleasantly surprised. We were at a fish market in uh, Ghana and was one of the highlights of our West Coast certainly, Africa so far. Yeah. Unbelievable colors and, <laughs> and just the number of people, the density. I said to Natalie, uh, I said, it's the first time in my life I felt like a complete minority and understood what that felt like. Um, aside from the tourists and people that were on the excursion that were on the bus, and, and by the way, just to give you a sense of the dynamics of everything, um, we were actually um, escorted on the entire tour by a SWAT, full SWAT escort, <laughs> uh, police SWAT escort, which was kind of interesting, full automatic weapons, uh, standing guard at the bus, etc. And we'll fill you in on some of those uh, those interactions that we've had with, with locals. We were at a small village, a remote, relatively isolated village, and had lunch with the chief, met the chief. In Gambia. In yes. Gambia. Yeah, how many and people out there have been to Gambia? I would think it's pretty safe to say not a whole lot. <laughs> learned about the local culture, learned about, uh, for example, they, they can have up to four wives, another <laughs> culture that we were um, in, and, and the languages, and the, the it just absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And the one thing that we have discovered is certain patterns and things that we've been teaching to date so far hold very, very true. Mm, uh, and again, absolutely. the things that differ the most are the beliefs 
the values, the cultural uh, details that, that we really need to respect and learn about. And we were surprised to find out that that village we went to, as remote as, as it is, had uh, had had tourism uh, coaching so that they understood how they needed to adjust their behaviors so that it would be appreciated by tourists as, as part of the interaction. And I kind of joked with the tour guide and I said, it, it's more that we should be coached on how to best enter their environment. And so we'll share some of those things with you. And very, very excited to say we've got numerous podcasts lined up and we will be launching those roughly every two weeks. We're going to do our best to get one every two weeks out to you. They'll be half an hour in length. Uh, some we may have to split up into two. Some may be a little bit longer, a little bit shorter, but stay with us. Feel free to follow us on social media on Instagram, Stephen with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot McGarvey, M-C-G-A-R-V-E-Y on Instagram. We'll be documenting photos there and also on LinkedIn. And you can find us at Stephen McGarvey on LinkedIn or Solutions in Mind on LinkedIn. And uh, by all means, feel free to send us in your requests, any questions that you have, anything you want us to investigate in more detail, and we'll look forward to keeping you posted. And share it with your friends, please. We want as many people uh, learning and benefiting from this as possible. So on that note, I think we'll uh, leave everybody hanging until the next podcast. (laughs) And uh, we've interviewed uh, guests, guests entertainers. We've got dinner with a a guest lecturer who's a, a fascinating, fascinating lady. And so staff, lots and lots of stuff to share with you coming up. So stay tuned, share it with your friends. And until the next time, we will talk to you soon. Goodbye.